0: hey there guys my name is nina and my name is deb and, and welcome, welcome back, back to the, the house, house that built me if you are joining us for the very first time we are two fast friends who love talking about their weird childhoods all the time so buckle up grab a drink and join us for this ride
1: yes this podcast explores our origin stories and explains to our family and the front and our and the friends and the friends like a superhero anyway yeah. um and our friends <laughs> why we are the way we are and now we can dedicate this episode to the ground we can finally see because oh the God. snow is melting it's so nice it's spring it's actually the first day of spring no mm-hmm. yesterday today it would have been the 21st we're on that first weekend of spring it's, situation so it's today yes it's today let's oh yay happy, happy spring. spring oh, oh. Guys,
0: whenever we do things in sync, you don't understand how good it feels. Um, um, so, as per usual, if you guys are, if you guys want to know, uh, we do not know what we're talking about today. Um, so, Deb's gonna go into our magical box of episodes, correct? And we just added a bunch too, so this is gonna be kind of exciting.
1: Yeah, we feverishly wrote a bunch because we were like, we looked at the box, and we're like, there's only three colored post its in there. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> and it's not, it's not a. It's not an indication that we weren't competent enough to put more in. We had a full list. We just never wrote them down physically. It's basically it. Because I understand people want to go paperless, but sometimes you got to plebe it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to talk about, oh, this is perfect. Food gentrification. I was actually thinking about this. Oh, yeah. Same here. Oh, my gosh. So happy. I can tell my story of what happened at my work. Okay. This is great. But do you want to start? Um, we're gonna hot topic veganism right now. (laughs) We Uh, have it on here. (laughs) For the record, we don't
0: dislike vegans. We're not against people who choose this
1: lifestyle.
0: We just don't particularly
1: enjoy sign sign up for it. No, no, no. I, 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 not even sign up for it. Like you do, you whatever works for your body. Mm -hmm. Totally get it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If you have to eat like a mandarin picked at the equinox of the last spring. Just so that you can have a bowel movement. For sure, do your thing. Just don't be (laughs) an asshole about it. Yeah, basically. The amount of vegan propaganda I have to experience just scrolling on social media. Mm -hmm. Just because they're trying to be trendy Mm -hmm. and be like, you should totally do this. And if you do it the any other fucking possible way, left, right, and center, Mm -hmm. you're wrong. I actually just
0: saw TikTok about veganism and how it's like a colonial trait i think i downloaded the video so that we could share it on our instagram oh my god we're we're going to talk
1: about the i may destroy you episode we're going to talk about um grocery stores Mm -hmm. and the ethnic section fuck you Mm -hmm. and uh international section and the international (laughs) section um and yeah we're just gonna go into it because we're a bunch of pocs who like other food and we don't appreciate what's happening to it um,
0: so if you don't mind me starting, go ahead. Um, as, since I work in a restaurant, we always get everybody under the moon that has any type of dietary restriction and or current, um, like trend of food eating. So like keto, vegan, vegetarian, whatever. We totally accept them. I'm not saying that we don't, uh, I'm just saying we completely accept them. We, we try our best to accommodate as much as possible, but like most of the time it's like, if it's not, a super serious allergy where you are anaphylactic and you're carrying around like two EpiPens with you it's like please under please be kind like please be kind but this weekend was the funniest thing ever we had two vegetarians who came in and they one of the practices of our servers is that they have to ask like are there any allergies or dietary restrictions mm-hmm. that we need to know about before i go to the kitchen and both of these tables said no both of these tables had vegetarians at them. Both of those tables ordered a dish that had chorizo in it. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know what chorizo is, it is a spicy Spanish sausage. And it is the funniest
1: thing ever because like they full out ate the whole thing. They ate Aww. the whole thing. Like nothing was sent back. So did you... Did you not know they were vegetarians before the trees arrived? Yes. Okay. And you found out after the fact? Yeah. And so then you couldn't do anything at that point? I was just yeah. like, girl, you, you ate meat. At that point, I'd be like, ignorance is bliss. You didn't know when it was happening. You're not going against your morals. Like, yeah. like what but are you going to do? But also, like, it's
0: not like our menus are just like the name of the dish or something like convoluted that you wouldn't know what In a it different is. language. Exactly. It's, it's printed in English of what is in the dish if you don't understand a word that is your time to just be honest with your server and be like hey what does this mean or what is this what is this ingredient
1: because if you have a dietary restriction yeah which happens to be that you are vegetarian i would consider i would consider restrictions around the guise of Allergies. I would mm-hmm. consider choices. If you have dietary choices, too. we just we just say restrictions because there's totally some people like yeah. religiously who can't have Absolutely. like alcohol and yeah, things yeah. like that. And
0: there's some like sauces that might contain alcohol or right. pork or things like that, which are the really big ones. Yeah. So we always we say that in the kindest way, like we say that in the assuming that if you have a religious background that doesn't allow you to eat things like pork or shellfish yeah. or uh, something or beef. Is that please let us know that you cannot eat those things, and then that way, if you tell us within the reservation, we can already flag you, Mm -hmm. right? We already know to ask. Yeah. But if you don't tell us within the reservation, how are we supposed to know other than when we ask you at the table? Yeah, Yeah. And so it's just it's just really it's just really funny to see all the time. I am somebody who doesn't have. I shouldn't say that. I have many dietary restrictions. Girl, you know, dairy. You know that. I can't have dairy. I can't have raw apples. The apples the, is funny. The occasional pear. I love apples too. Like, I love them. Like, I used to have an app, like three apples a day when I was a kid, and they made me
1: sick then. They still make me sick now. Yeah, it's really interesting to see that. Like, I learned nightshades do the same thing because I yeah. was like, so growing up, I didn't like. Eggplants, mm-hmm. um, peppers, or, or tomatoes. Like, I'd never liked those. Okay. And I was just like, okay. But then I go go older, and then I got more susceptible to media and mm-hmm. the world and programming. And then I was just like, oh, like, I actually enjoy the taste of so this. This is fine. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is I got nauseous every single time I ate any of those things. Oh, and now I'm violently allergic to potatoes. Mm-hmm. Not anaphylactic. Like, I can still breathe, but my yeah. body goes through full evacuation. Like, <laughs> I'm in a... I'm... I'm in a Air Force One, not Air Force. I'm on like an, a RAF, like like uh, like part of the Royal Army. I'm in a I'm in a jet plane, and I'm about to crash, and I have to evacuate and press the eject button. That's how violent <laughs> my body reacts to eating potatoes. The imagery, yes, the imagery. Um, yeah. So it's it's very interesting.
0: It's very interesting to see it. But like, I actually tried to be vegetarian at one point. When I was younger. I, think, I get that. I think like at some point you always try and I hated it. And I remember my parents particularly cooking a lot of meat, like doing takeout KFC. And I was just like, are you doing this on purpose? Interesting. And I remember just being like, I can do I can. I don't need this. I can make my own meals. Mm-hmm. My meals were shit back
1: then. My yeah. meals are better now, but they were so shit back then when I tried to cook for myself. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting that... Um, there's like judgment involved with somebody's choice like I would never mm. at all judge somebody or tell somebody not to eat some some particular thing I might suggest it if they say like hey I have like whenever like if someone says like oh I have a weird skin condition or something yeah. like that i would be like hey have you tried increasing an intake of this like mm-hmm. I would always recommend butter I know people are like butter is bad for you but it's actually a great source of oils that are actually super good for healing your skin right even if you just put it on your body i know that's weird just do it it's gonna be awesome um and um i get a lot of flash because like it's like the way i've chosen to eat is quite different from what everybody else is used to but i truly appreciate how open everybody of my friend circle is they don't Mm -hmm. really are they're not judgmental about what's happening because it's working for me because it's been years of chronic pain and then all of a sudden it's all gone Mm -hmm. um but it's really interesting to see that now in in media and in government mm-hmm. they're setting like these guidelines of yeah. what food should be mm-hmm. of what food should look like without a, any background research into cultural foods mm-hmm. into um like historically what's worked inside that family it's like and it's like a one size fits all. Yep. food pyramid which yep. is complete garbage like even the pyramids were in one size fits all they actually changed them recently i know but oh, it's yeah. still even, more restrictive even. oh yeah like it's even more restrictive it's even more like have more lentils have more this have more that mm-hmm. um less animal foods i have my own opinions about that it's quite controversial i'm not going to get into it because mm-hmm. it's not considered food gentrification but mm-hmm. it's it's about completely disregarding historically and like the the amount of time that food has evolved in certain cultures and completely throwing them out the window and saying that here here have some bland fucking pasty shit because it's (laughs) because it's like oh we think it's going to be better for you
0: yeah there's this um there's this video that goes around from an snl sketch when um chadwick bosman r.i.p um uh, was on it and he <laughs> was playing this like version of jeopardy but like black like Black jeopardy and with like keenan thompson yeah and it's like they're talking about uh potato salad mm-hmm. and yeah, i remember it just be like okay so carol's bringing this potato salad is it seasoned does it have raisins
1: And it's like carol please leave your bland ass <laughs> pasty white potato salad oh, at home yeah <laughs> Absolutely, it's and it's it's strange too. Now is that I'm seeing more instances of people complaining about um, like food smells and mm-hmm. sensitivity, or they get really weird. Like sweetbreads is a weird part of a pork. Like a, oh yeah, or, yeah. Or like a, a or or a hawk feet or, yeah. or or like other cuts. They're so judgmental on people enjoying other cuts. Mm-hmm. When I'm just like, fuck your privilege, because the reason why we've learned to accommodate and eat these things is mm-hmm. because it's the only thing available to us. Mm-hmm. When fucking owners would take all the good like all the other food and give us the scraps yep right all all the 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 cast-offs and the cuttings Mm -hmm. and
0: that that makes me think about like uh what is it lobster lobster never used to be a fancy like expensive food it used to be actually like a commoner food yeah and um what would happen is that all the commoners because they used to just thrive on the ocean on like around the oceans yeah and so you just would go pick some up cook them and bring them home and then they became a delicacy yeah and they became they became um something that was now unattainable to people who used to To just go out and harvest them themselves and get them themselves yeah and it's just like this idea of seeing the wealth in certain industries and then taking hold of them and then making them unattainable for people who used to have them super attainable. Yeah. I find it's very restrictive in terms of in terms of food
1: um, accessibility we're totally like the, the literally I'm gonna say it and it's gonna be really crazy it's mm-hmm. just like South America is getting pillaged for all the indigenous foods that yeah. they used to survive because by the way most of the people that live on a dollar a day mm-hmm. and you're, you're you're shipping the quinoa out and then you're shipping it back in and having the poor people buy the quinoa that they should be able to grow and raise them for themselves mm-hmm. avocados yeah beans frijoles oh. t- potatoes like that's
0: very fascinating that you said that I remember
1: I, I in school I was in class
0: with this girl i think she's from the dominican i think she was from the dominican and i remember her telling me I, I, we were talking about like food and i was talking about this like avocado documentary i watched and she's like yeah it's like actually ridiculous it costs me less money to get avocados here than it does to get it in my own home country where it grows where it grows yeah it's like i'm lucky because like my grandmother has an avocado tree in her backyard so we get to have them yeah then. but it's like if I want, if it wasn't in season, or I had to go to the grocery store, it's more expensive there. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. It usually should be cheaper because that's its country of origin. Yeah, right. That would make the most sense because it should be plentiful. No, it's
1: because they're harvesting everything and shipping them out.
0: Yeah, and it's and, okay. So this is this is also why we brought up this this episode, and it's the uh, the creation of unaccessible foods that should be accessible in their country of origin. Yeah. So that are no longer accessible accessible which is fucking
1: crazy it's stupid and it's just the it's the greed of money it, it, it's 100 it's capitalized it's capitalism it's marketing it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's brainwashing basically because yeah. it goes again the food my issue with things being on trend yeah the food becomes on trend mm-hmm. and then because it comes on trend obviously the companies are going to pump money into science yeah. being like figure out how we can market this because mm-hmm. we need to find out everything possibly good in this item so yeah. that we can convince more people to buy it and mm-hmm. then we can take it from people who are poor and can only eat those things and be like we're going to give you Ten cents to the dollar, yeah, to, for you to grow this thing and give oh, it yeah. to us versus you being able to feed yourself. And like, if if you look into the system and say that it's not flawed, you need I need to soap water, water eye, like wash your eyes with like soap. <laughs> seriously, because it's like this thing is fucked up. It's just like really,
0: it's it's really crazy how if you really if you took North America and you cut off all of its um, what is it called? Exported goods. Mm-hmm. What would we actually be left with in terms of like food supplies? It
1: might be okay because you might thrive on it. Meat because we can, we're still, yeah. we're still able to raise and we have a shit ton of land. Yeah. Because yeah, like fat animal husbandry is absolutely in our ability. Mm-hmm. Milk. Like, so it's basically like, the the reason why it was possible for indigenous people to exist on this land is because mm-hmm. they followed the animals and they respected the animals yeah. and they lived off of the animals. Yeah. Because that's all they really needed to survive. So do
0: you want to hear some... So this is from this TikTok video that I heard. And it was this one little part that like made me think about like how they called veganism a colonial, a coloni- yeah. colonial trait was that back when the... Uh, settlers first came in and massacred and genocided everything yeah. um one of the ways because they had issues with trying to actually cultivate the the land and eat the food that was already here what they did was that they would poach the like buffalo that's why there was a that's why the buffalo went extinct or which, whichever bison or whichever animal that is and uh the reason why it went extinct it's because they were not hunting then, them they then, weren't they weren't actually
1: so like, I just have to say they're not extinct; they just have a lower population because okay. they were just like basically run off the the cliff.
0: Yeah. yeah, and the reason why they did that was so that they could bring in their livestock, and that's why we have some some of the current
1: livestock. Yeah, a lot of our here. cattle here is Black Angus, like literally from England. Yeah, like it's cows her- raised in England. Yeah,
0: exactly. And they brought those over here because they knew how to deal with that type of material. Yeah, and and so they got rid of all the indigenous.
1: Population, like, population of species, of species, hundred percent.
0: Because they were like, we don't know how to, we don't know how to deal with these. Yeah, and I found that like, I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense actually. Like that, that I, I can totally see that happening.
1: It's not only that, like in terms of misinformation about. Mm-hmm veganism where they're just like oh all this land being given to cattle mm-hmm. raising for k4 farming mm-hmm. i'm against k4 farming i, I do not uh, it's commercial farming it's, okay it's so by the way you can't okay cows are mostly raised on grass all car all cows because yeah. they cannot survive just eating corn it's absolutely impossible they'll die before you can actually yeah because there's no nutrients slaughter nutrients them and corn, yeah. yeah so they're raised on grass and then they're fed corn for the last For three to four months of their life so that Mm -hmm. they can get big and get slaughtered that's Mm capable farming it's like you you grass feed but corn finish your your cows got it and they do it in too many numbers and it's very unethical and the Mm -hmm. cows are not happy blah 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 yeah um i get all my meat from a farm Mm -hmm. an hour from me and Mm -hmm. i've seen the cows and i know the farmer like that's how i get all my meat yeah um um, but the thing is, when people are complaining about all this land being used for cattle, mm-hmm. all that land, you cannot grow greens on. All that land doesn't have the soil mm-hmm. to be able to do monocrops. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is you're like, I like to see things as a circle. Like there's always going to be a circle. So mm-hmm. figure out where it starts and end. Yeah. Versus a lot of the the violent, and I'm saying the words violent because it is the violent criticism Mm -hmm. of animal husbandry or like farm raising is very very volatile because they're only pick pointing on certain things so they're saying so they're saying that oh, all this land that could be used for crops and feed more people. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, that land actually cannot be used for crops. It's unsustainable, it's too acidic, and things are not going to grow. So what you're going to do is take all the animals from it, realize that the soil is unattainable, Mm -hmm. ship a whole fuck ton of fertilizers that go into our groundwater and then ruin our lakes so that you can grow monocrops that will be absolutely eradicated if locusts get get into it or a blight. So it's like, but you're saying the cows are completely fine there, that they don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. They're completely fine, isolated, doing their own fucking thing. Yeah. Happy to be fermentation tanks because that's what they are. Yes. Uh, grazing this land, making sure that random weeds don't show up. Yeah. Allowing the birds to come and pick up their skin. And mm-hmm. you have this beautiful circle of ecosystem that yeah. you're ruining because you're upset that the animals are dying. They were raised... Like I have this thing is like there's a circle of life. Mm-hmm. You and and no life exists without death. Even mm-hmm. even somebody who's vehemently vegan who grows all their stuff mm-hmm. is just like I love I love the author of the vegan myth. Uh, sorry, yeah. the vegetarian myth because she was talking about growing her own lettuce because she realized when she was buying stuff they used so much pesticides and slugs ants and because all the bugs died all the rabbits died and because all the rabbits died and the coyotes died and the and the wolves died. They're, there's an issue. Yeah. So she said, I'll grow all my stuff and then she had lettuce but the slugs came mm-hmm. and she didn't want to drown the lettuce, uh, the slugs in beer because mm-hmm. that's a way to kill slugs, by yeah. the way. Or get salt. them drunk. Yeah. yeah. She didn't want to do that so she got ducks and ducks ate the slugs. So there was still death involved but yeah. there was a circle of life because yeah. she said, you haven't seen an animal as happy as a duck eating a fresh slug. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that's the imagery that I want. So I, so I
0: believe in community um, community uh, farming yeah I believe in community farming I think that um, the way that cities are made are not made for are not made for community farming they're made for consumption mm-hmm. because they make it purposefully like literally the concrete jungle it's purposely made so that you cannot have a sustainable like a sustainable garden you
1: you have to rely on external sources for exactly. food yeah and so by that you're in turn
0: helping capitalism in feeding their need to pillage all of these places to get the nutrients and the food that you need yeah but I do believe in restructuring our cities so that there are things like community gardens that can be sustainable, that have the greenhouse abilities, yeah. and for having like small little farms. I really like
1: the, I, I really like container gardening for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that's a great use. I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, take a parking lot, put a bunch of containers in. Yeah. Convert them into container gardening. Yeah. Um, I understand that's not the, exactly the best because it's like whatever you're supplying the nutrients to the but, – but I'm like that's going to solve an issue of resources and supply. 100%. And it's also going to take this fucking tar <laughs> from a parking lot that's basically just heating up the entire place and converting it into something that's actually growing, right? Exactly. There's your circle. Yeah. Where are your circles?
0: And I remember I went to school with this person who said that they didn't – They didn't eat meat. They would never eat meat from a grocery store, but if they had a backyard, they would buy a bunch of chickens and then they would eat meat. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I love that idea. I actually really appreciated that idea. And I was like, that's a great point. Like, to take something like – to take something like that and – make your own little farm so that you can be sustainable on your own where you know that the ethical practices like my dad used to live on a farm he used to say like yeah we would raise chickens we'd buy chickens from another farmer if he had too many and then we would raise them Mm -hmm. and my dad would tell me to
1: bring it out and and break its neck. Yeah. (laughs) And then you just watch it run around until my mom my mom, yeah, my mom did the same thing. She was just Mm -hmm. like it was part of our life. Like they waste pigs. No, they waste no they i think they did have a couple of hogs but yeah they had chickens and rabbits mm-hmm. and uh they didn't have a cow because slaughtering cow india yeah not a thing not a thing um but it's like sh- that was just part of her life She was yep. just like yeah we would have rabbits all the time mm-hmm. they would eat turtles because during the monsoon season relax it's part of the cycle there during the monsoon seasons the turtles would come into the coffee plantations and completely ruin the crop
0: I don't care. Turtles are sacred. I love turtles. Turtles are my favorite animal. So,
1: so, (laughs) so it it was just a natural culling. It was just to keep the population slightly down. It's because if, like, coffee is a big export trade. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was just, and and it's not like they killed it and dumped them. They used it. Like, again, it's farm to table, nose to tail. Um,
0: Anyway. I used to
1: feel like that too. And then in my understanding about. Yeah. Oh, of, obviously. of life and. and That's how, fine. Yeah.
0: I, I know. I get the understanding of life. I'm just. I'm going to be stuck on this
1: turtle thing. Anyways. You're totally allowed. <laughs> and, I, and I and I freaked out at my mom too. I was just like what? How dare, how dare? And I had a turtle at that time. I had a pet turtle. <gasps> no way. So it was, it was extra salty. But then at the end of the day. Like as you grow older. And you realize. Yeah. And you become more in tune with your food. Because I also think there's a huge disconnect for people and their food, mm. the amount of skinless, boneless, tasteless bullshit I see at grocery stores, the cuts of meat that are super popular. Yeah. I'm just like, you don't even know where that's coming from. I could have taken foam <laughs> and put it there and you wouldn't know that it's there. And like that whole disconnect that people are just like, I don't like things with bones in them. I don't like things with fat on them. It's yeah. just like, yeah so you don't you don't know where your food's coming from then you you yeah. absolutely do not want to acknowledge that mm-hmm. somebody died so that you could eat yeah and i th- like that huge disconnect is there I, I
0: remember i think we said this on one of our episodes where it's like we wish that um or i said or something i saw it somewhere where it's like i wish food had names on it like um coke cans so you were just like it's like, would you still eat it if it's at Susie? It's like, no, I'd look for my name. Like, uh, look, yeah. I'm like,
1: oh look, there's Anita. And she died for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just it's just an appreciation, like yeah. of, of where your food comes from.
0: I so so I've lived with a vegetarian and when it wasn't a it wasn't an issue. Never at one point did did she ever ask me to be a vegetarian and never ever did i ask her to be a vegetarian i respected her thoughts i i respected what she was about um but one thing is that she used to make a lot of her grandmother's recipes that would typically ask for meat yes she comes from a uh, latin background sure and so it was so interesting to see her like tweak them and make them and I would never know the difference right mm-hmm. and for her and then she'd eat them she'd be like yeah it tastes just like abuela's and I'd be like that's really nice mm-hmm. that's really nice that you can change the way that you chose to eat still make your traditional meals and so honor culture yeah and, yeah it's so honor Absolutely. culture now that she's left canada cuz she doesn't like the practices of meat how meat is made or how meat is distributed in in north america yeah and she lives in a place where it's a little bit more scarce it's actually it's a lot more ethical it's a little bit more ethical yeah um uh other things are scarce but vegetables are actually scarce yeah um but uh she'll eat meat there because yeah. it's a little bit more ethical yeah but um and she lives in um what is it uh Seaside town. Yeah, she, she so lives on an there's, island. A yeah, yeah, exactly. there's a lot of fish. Yeah, there's a lot of fish. And so, but not that she eats that much fish, but there's more yeah. fish. And it's a lot more ethical. Um, now let's get to... Michaela cohen
1: the Co- queen Co- The queen yeah. i um, would if i had any power i would relinquish a throne and i make may you destroy queen.
0: you yeah so we're gonna talk about i may destroy you because there's a fantastic quote which i'm gonna try and get off of the interwebs for you guys um uh, but if you guys have never seen it one go watch it
1: Yeah, we won't give any spoilers. Uh, It's heartbreaking. Girls, uh, it's also going to trigger a lot of girls. Just going to say... It's very triggering. Yeah, it's very triggering, but it's so powerful in its Mm -hmm. message and the story and the portrayal and the people of color and Mm -hmm. the culture and... It's
0: just well done.
1: It's, it's so good. It's
0: fantastically well done. So if you've seen any of her other work, I think her other work is Chewing Gum. She's done a couple cameos in some different movies and everything like that. She's a fantastic actress. She's actress.
1: Um, she's on Black Mirror. You know that first yeah. episode? She's like the, the, the stewardess. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was, yeah.
0: Yeah. And she's amazing. She's amazing. She's hilarious. She's a fantastic writer. She's powerful. She got snubbed for a Grammy or no, uh, Academy Award, whatever. Uh, Fuck the Golden Globes. Fuck whitewashing. That's my take on that. I hate I hated them. I can't believe Emily in Paris got a nomination and she didn't. Anyways, anyways, we're just going to glide by that cuz I know you want to probably say something. I, I can see why. your fist.
1: You're doing the Arthur fist. The amount of trash writing on that show. It was really funny. I saw a breakdown of it cuz I watched it I can't believe I had respect cuz she was Phil Collins' daughter. She's Phil Collins' yeah, yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah, right? Lily Collins is yeah, a fantastic and actress. And she's an excellent actress. It's, it's not just her like fault. the writing is like Riverdale all
0: over again. <laughs> right I think it's actually worse than Riverdale. I feel like it's a terrible like actually based off of the YouTube video that I watched, it's a terrible depiction of French culture. It's a terrible depiction of, it's It's like basically how, um, it's like a white savior film, but like for American. It's like an American. It's amazing how
1: American racism doesn't stop at, like, the the, um, the America's, portraying of different cultures doesn't stop with just poking the fun at pocs Mm -hmm. it's like other white people too it's just like if you're not obese and eating mcd's and um owning a gun and driving a truck in the countryside Mm -hmm. we don't want it it's almost like the writers had never actually been to france or if they had they went to
0: every single tourist spot possible (gasps) and like didn't okay anyways anyways we side quested yeah so uh, I made a story you had this fantastic scene where this guy breaks down veganism because the main character, um, she starts doing branding, Instagram branding. For a vegan for this,
1: supermarket, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. And he was like, you don't even, like, you eat meat. Like, why are you, why are you even doing that? But yeah. then he goes into how it's, uh, how veganism was basically a colonizer trait and mm-hmm. and how it actually what is it all of these all maybe you
1: you can say it better so it's about it's uh, i I like to call it the the uh the menace of the american dream it's 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 how i it's like because i was just like oh the american dream you can be anything it's Mm -hmm. also a menace Mm -hmm. because when you portray yourself and you aren't i'm going to be very critical of america Mm -hmm. and being when you portray yourself as a superpower And then you think and do charity all over the world under the guise of goodwill. Mm -hmm. But you're actually not benefiting anybody. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing right now is they're um, the same food system that's here. Again, complete lack of acknowledging cultural foods and availability. They're shipping the same thing to Africa in certain countries that certain countries villages and areas that require foreign help mm-hmm. in terms of potentially medicine or potentially education mm-hmm. but they're also doing it for food mm-hmm. so what they're doing is they're shipping lentils and rice and a whole bunch of other low nutrition food yep. to smaller un like unprivileged not privileged privileges of horrible uh, impoverished impoverished mm-hmm. towns and cities and girls and boys mm-hmm And saying, here, because you're starving. So, like, here, eat this. And what's happening is, like, along the lines, you have good charity organizations that are teaching these people animal husbandry and animal foods and good nutrition. So, what you're doing is you're creating this huge disparity and this deviating path where partial people are getting the nutrition they need Mm -hmm. for brain development and nutrition. And others are being brainwashed by the same propaganda Mm -hmm. that... Our population is also experiencing on a daily basis right. where if you eat all of these other things, it's going to be better for you. Mm-hmm. But like it's not going to be like that because mm-hmm. it's 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 actually doing worse because it's like these foods don't grow in these countries at all. Yeah. They're shipped in. Yeah. Right. But the things that are available to them mm-hmm. that could give them every single fucking thing that they need yeah. um, and help brain development is being demonized by white people yeah right and yep. then the white people the rich people are still eating all of the things they're clearly paying marketing to demonize to the other people yeah it's the victorian ages all over again <laughs> it's it's fucking kings it's kings in the Tudor times who sit on their fucking table and mm. have every single possible game meat available to them yeah and everybody else in their town is starving it's the same thing it's I, just i can see it. it's been rebranded mm-hmm it's been redone yeah and remarketed and the sooner we realize that it's a full bunch of bullshit yes. the better we are off so
0: i like that i like i i i love that episode when you told me to like watch it and pay attention to this this the scene point.
1: like the goosebumps that yeah. emanated from my stomach yeah. up to my like ears was like oh this man i would take you <laughs> I would if I had. To. I was
0: just thinking about the sense, like on the same lines, like where they're bringing these nutrient low, like um, things, things to to these impoverished areas. I was thinking more along the lines of these people have spent years and years and years trying to look at what they have to make it work for them and there are these companies coming in telling them oh no 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 you know all of that work and all that research you did on the nutrient focused yeah. foods that are are in your
1: area and what i want to say consistently long research mm-hmm. experimenting mm-hmm. like when a when a person takes 30 years to realize what they can and cannot eat yeah. and a company says that we did research for a year you should listen to us yeah and it's like, she just
0: flipped. I flipped. She, I said, she, I couldn't. She flipped the bird. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's just like to, to tell them and then like also be like, but it's going to cost you money or, yeah. or we're going to come into this area because it has the best soil. To work for our our grains or our food, and so here's gonna be here's the trade off, but it's actually not better for them, and they're basically shoving these people out of this community that they have built up for whatever amount of generations. Yeah, that's what bothers me about it, and it's the dis uh, disproportionate displacement of these people in these places yeah. just so that it can benefit a. a multi-million dollar company and the food industry makes a shit ton of money if people don't know it makes a shit ton of money and it makes a lot of money in in misinformation yeah and we've seen that even in canada the old food triangle it was it was known it was known to be pushed by the by the meat industry in canada and that most of the things that were quote-unquote good for you were meat products, not that they're not, they're still good for you, meat's not on the food high on the food pyramid it was green no no no. but it was milk no 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 it was like milk was like the top one because remember it was like it would always be signed like milk at the at the bottom no
1: it's not it's green did you not have those no oh i had
0: those when i was growing up no 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 when i was growing up oh the yeah yeah, the yeah. it was one. like in like it was like in my classroom okay okay. and so it would show you and it was sponsored by milk which is sponsored by the meat industry right. and the cow industry so that they could push that fucking shit mm-hmm. so it used to be like milk and cheeses and this were like the most top of the and grains and fruit and vegetables were like not as high up on the pyramid. Mm-hmm. This is me growing up. Then you realize that all of that was pushed by the meat industry. And it's like, depending on your body, because mm-hmm. obviously everybody's body's different, it does depend on what you eat and what is better for you and like adjusting it based off of that. For me, it's like, I don't know. I eat i i just eat <laughs> yeah because like if y'all been listening yeah y'all, y'all are
1: paying attention sometimes i can go 48 hours without eating and it's bad. No, she, she thinks she's fine. I know, like, I'm on the external, like, unbiased outside viewer and see, like, this zombie dragging her fists <laughs> like a monkey through the house. Just, like, unable to function and being like, I should probably eat. I'm like, you think?
0: <laughs> but, like, there there's obviously a certain balance of foods that will work for you, but... Also, I think you've told me about like a bunch of, what is it, YouTube videos
1: of old vegans who are like, <laughs>
0: this is what happened to my body. Again, I'm not, vegan.
1: again, like I'm not, I'm not, again, we're not I'm bashing th- them. we yeah, no, I'm we're not, stable. I don't have anything against the vegan diet. Like if it works for you, <laughs> it totally works for you. I just don't like the violent nature of other people attacking other people because they don't follow the same rules. Yeah, that's fair. So it's, it's, when but I say- Vegans are so tired, they can't fight it you'd be surprised how much like the amount of sorry i can help myself the, the amount of compilations like it's one of my favorite ones of uh people saying they're detoxing to their t- teeth and this one guy was like angry on a tirade and then his tooth fell off during the tirade because he was complaining he was just like detoxing is good for you blah 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 through my teeth and his tooth fall, falls out, like literally fell out of his skull our teeth are part of like it's bone in our skull and he was so nutrient deficient that his tooth just fell out because that's what your body does like if your hair falls out because Mm -hmm. it can no longer supply nutrients to it your teeth fall out because it's the same thing that's so scary your body wants to try and protect your organs internally because that's Mm -hmm. what's your your bread and butter that's what's pumping the blood oil it through your system so if it's just like oh the teeth are taking too much you gotta lose them they'll drop them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like salamanders who give up their tail when they're attacked your no. body will get rid of your teeth mm. if it feels like it needs to
0: okay okay so we also had a little blurb about supermarkets which i feel like you would have a little bit more experience with i
1: have i have two things i have supermarkets and i also have other people judging ethnic foods okay. like uh, like like i grew up on offcuts like i would have tripe and i would have nice. yeah. intestine and i would have uh like khali's and kadi which is literally heart and liver like yeah. it was it was so much part of our life that i never felt grossed out but okay. it's really weird and i judge people back when i'm like oh yeah i had and right now i started putting these things back into my diet so i actually have um like in pho, they always give tendon and yeah like, they give all of these like gorgeous off-cut organ mm-hmm. meats that i love to Cause eat because they now. use every part of the animal and it's and it's so good it's so nutrition nu- like nutritionally dense and mm-hmm. so i started putting it back in but it's it it happens very rarely but i still get a a cringe person a person i'm just like yeah i had like tendon or liver or, yeah. or stomach lining side and i know some, someone's my, just like
0: ugh. yeah my favorite is ox tongue there's just oh so good there's uh so in caribbean and filipino culture there's like these two dishes that i really like i can't name god them. forbid
1: somebody sees a balut egg <laughs> oh yeah oh right
0: no, yeah. no no yeah that that one's like super like you can only get that in, like the philippines or right. like very specialized places. but it doesn't
1: come without judgment like yeah. somebody is just like oh my god i can't believe you're doing that and just like it's so <sighs> ingrained in culture yes okay
0: so this is one one thing my friend said to me the other day because i have this issue with sometimes when i bring things to work and people are like oh you're eating that and i'm just like Are you? Yeah. Like, I did not ask for your comment. Yeah. I did not ask for your opinion. Yeah. This is the food that I'm eating. You can either walk away because you don't want to see me eat it or you can just make no comment or ask me oh what does it taste like oh how did you season it oh yeah. like these those are the types of questions that i want yeah just because you don't like something or you are unsure of something do not doubt like do not talk down to somebody else's food because that might be the only food that they have yeah One. absolutely and then two other cultures and indigenous cultures know how to use the whole fucking animal Just because you do not know how to cook with more than just a fucking chicken breast, fuck you. It's like the
1: worst You are bland as fuck. I'm sorry. Gonna call it out. Just gonna call it out. It's like every time I go to a chicken place and the people before or after me are just like, oh, only white meat. I'm like, oh, my heart. Dark meat is so much better. BT dubs, but whatever.
0: (laughs) It hurts. <laughs> like I'm, I'm planning a dinner for my boyfriend, and um, I have to be careful. There's some di- dietary. There's like allergies that I need to be worried about, and then, then, then we have we have a picky eater,
1: and so it's, not, it's interesting to see. Um, I have a, I have a question. Yeah, like I don't think I've ever heard of meat allergies. No. Um, other than somebody who's been bitten by like a a a, a tick. And then developed it because that's actually something that they oh, carry. Oh, I didn't know that. You can get you can get bit by like a lone star, like a lone star or something star yeah. tick, and you can develop a, an allergy to red meat. Yeah, and I feel like that's very indicative of what meat is. It's like you can't get you can't actually be allergic to it. You can, I think it
0: could be hard for some people to process. I remember there was this one you can girl get like histamines
1: you. like you can get like rashes like certain yeah. things in pork and stuff, but yeah. that that's more about what they've con- what the what the animal has consumed in its life
0: oh. that you're reacting
1: to versus the actual meat so so that was actually interesting
0: cuz i grew up with this girl who could not eat pork because pork would make her make her sick but i think it just meant she she just pooped a lot yeah and but she could eat other meat Yeah. so she just ate other meat which is which i think is totally fine like if you if you can't eat certain types of things for whatever reason yeah. that's that's your body you're listening to your body good for you mm-hmm. um but like when there's picky fucking eaters i don't fucking get it like i don't and i'm going to call it my boyfriend cuz he doesn't eat tomatoes oh okay And it's not an allergy. Mm -hmm. It's just he doesn't like the texture. Yeah. He doesn't mind them cooked. If I cook with tomatoes, he's like, whatever. Mm -hmm. He's still going to eat it. Mm -hmm. But like he doesn't eat tomatoes. So sometimes I'll just like cut a tomato in half put a little bit of salt on oh it. that's delicious I literally just bite into it in front of him and he's like you better brush your teeth after that and i was like bitch i do not get the come
1: like the brown kamado tomatoes <gasps> like oh yeah. soak with a bit of salt yeah
0: and and like that used to be a snack in my household like yeah, whenever nauseous right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but whenever whenever like my mom would i'd be like mom i'm hungry but i don't want to eat like a full meal i'm just a little hungry she's like oh i'm gonna eat a tomato do you want some and i was like yeah, yeah. so she cut it up for me we eat them like little oranges. Like yeah, <laughs> totally. But I, I don't get picky eaters. So I don't get it. I was never allowed to be a picky eater. But on a weird note, because I come from like a Filipino background, yeah. my Lola used to make me a bunch of like different traditional Filipino foods. Mm-hmm. And there's this one time she fed me something and I didn't know what it was. But when I tasted it, I was like, hmm, it's not this. It's not this. And it was like very pasty. Mm hmm. And I, I ate the whole dish. I hate, I ate the whole dish. I ate everything off of my plate. And I gave it back to my Lola and whatever. And then I went home and I went to my mom. And I was like, Mom, Lola fed me something weird today. She's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean weird? I was like, I don't know. just tasted like like this. And I don't know. It's like the dish was good. I just didn't know what it was. And she's like, did you ask her what it was? And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't want to hurt her feelings. Like, why, how would that hurt her feelings? Because one of my cousins – was a super picky eater Mm -hmm. it would never eat her food Mm -hmm. and i think deep down inside i saw that and i was like i saw how disappointed she was that she wouldn't eat her food yeah and that she had to make something special and bland and stupidly boring and but she would always be so happy when i would finish my entire plate yeah even though i was overeating and like which was we all bad for a kid most
1: most kids like if you grew up in a cultural background like yeah. if you're a POC if you are anywhere from Asia <laughs> other than Japan because they have amazing me- metabolism mm-hmm. um like if you grew up with your grandmother in your life mm-hmm. you were fat it it, it I think that <laughs> so, that's like the circle, like that's that's the hand in hand. Um, document that they wrote with yeah. either the devil or God, I don't know who was involved in this, but it was just like it's in the contract,
0: yeah, fat kid,
1: yeah, fat grandkid
0: so so I always ate ate my food, and she'd get so happy and she'd be like, she'd give me like awesome little Filipino treats afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it was great, and I just I just did that, and so i I went to my grand my Lola the next day and I was like, Lola, you fed me something yesterday was good.' But I just wasn't sure what it was. what yeah. was it? And she was like, oh, it was liver and I was like, hmm, okay yeah <laughs> like, yeah what else am
1: I supposed to fucking do like I'm I ate it I'm, already. yeah I've, like there's a like that's where I talk about the disconnect and um mm. yeah. of of our food and that's where I, like picky eaters they might have their own reason. there's also like certain conditions that people actually have that they of course cannot eat things um but like if if your kids are picky i totally get it and i know understand that you're also like working towards maybe solving that but Mm -hmm. i also think a conversation needs to happen about where your food comes from because i feel like a lot of the pickiness that occurs happens at a very young age and then you get stuck in that right yeah but it's also like having having the the initiative to sitting your kid down and mm-hmm. discussing as to why they're picky about it is it because they just don't know what it is mm-hmm. or is it because it tastes a little funny mm-hmm. and if like if it's tasting a little funny to them and it tastes fine to you they probably have an allergy so at least you're able to discover that right yes it's it's about having a com- open communication of what food is mm-hmm. because my family and so is kevin's is very food motivated not to like get stuff done yeah but it, it is a big part of our lives we 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 Mm -hmm. surround like we gather around food we talk about food we Mm -hmm. just discuss food yeah a lot food is community food food yeah when you have food and you're able to share it it's how you create community exactly so um just being having that open notion because like i said like i think food Mm -hmm. no matter where you're from or which culture you come from Mm -hmm. is a big part of who people what makes people yeah and getting a being disconnected which is what i think is the essence of food gentrification is getting you disconnected from your food
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and completely blindsiding you and saying that this is totally good. Like, I would go, like, I need a separate episode to discuss the Beyond Burger. I'm not going to do it now. Um, but it's just, like, like, hoodwinking you to believing that your food is coming from good things. Yes. And it's not.
0: On a really quick side note. Sure. Beyond Meat Burgers taste like... You and i've had a little bit of one and they're so packed with salt they can't be good for yeah. you okay that is
1: all yeah um i like i like if you if you ever watch the documentary called sacred cow they talk about yeah. beyond burger because they're just like oh it's totally great it, texture of meat i'm like if you're craving the texture of meat you're probably craving meat <laughs> right yeah
0: yeah it's yeah <laughs> actually whenever i crave like like burgers i i just go out and buy myself a steak
1: yeah like that's the, basically that's, it. That's that's it. And uh, they were talking about the amount of land being used by Beyond Burger to accumulate yeah. the amount of pea protein they need. Oh, we Just, didn't even get into
0: soy yeah, farming. Yeah, I like. Oh uh, shit, okay. that's a whole. Okay. Other so guys, thing. we really want to have this episode again. If you have any comments that you guys want to send us please yeah. send it even send hate it mail
1: way. i'm sure i'm gonna trigger a bunch of people oh my gosh like, please yeah i want to hear everything i want hate mail i want good mail give me because it sets my soul a light like i just feed me feed me All feed right. my fire <laughs>
0: So, guys, I hope you liked this episode. Um, We really liked recording this one. This one was actually a really fun one. Yeah. Um, But if you want to listen to more episodes by us, you can find us on Instagram at the House That Built Me podcast, where you can uh, find the link in our bio to listen to our podcasts wherever podcasts are available. And uh, slide into our DMs and tell us us a story. story.
1: Tell me that story about (laughs) – um i have the one from straight from the canon of my my life i have one which is awesome so i'm not gonna i'm gonna tell you now costco's uh french fry gravy is actually vegetarian they make it out of vegetable stock but just so you know um are you one of those people who is just like i can't eat anything on this menu i will i can always ask for the poutine without the cheese curds because that's totally going to be vegan gravy french fries totally cool and you've been eating it for like like four years of a five-year vegetarian vegan journey when suddenly someone comes up to you and for some reason there's one day you go up to the counter and you're like can i have your poutine oh by the way what's in your gravy and they tell you beef stock i want that story <laughs> <laughs> i'm gagged
0: all right guys thanks for listening right, thanks bye, bye.